Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We still got to get to Offensive Rookie of the Year and finishing up that market. We'll do Comeback Player of the Year as well. Lockmas meets eight buckets, lightning round edition, Pac-12 win total, schedule analysis as we move along, and all our bets for tonight, where I will once again bet against the New York Yankees and once again continue to fund college for my uh, for my unborn child, soon-to-be-born child at some point in the near future. Looking very much forward to that as we continue to bet against the New York Yankees and hopefully get rich as a result. So a lot still to do on the show. But joining us right now to wrap up our number two, uh, I did a live fantasy football draft last night that was streamed on YouTube with the guys over at 4 for 4 and BetSpurt, sites like our pal Connor Allen, among others. Um, and a bunch of people, I think, that like kind of exist in like our orbit as well um, for people that consume betting content and consume fantasy content. It was a really, really good time, 14-team draft. Um, I feel like my team is just like, okay, like maybe maybe I can win, maybe not. But a draft for like actual money, like a league that we actually did. And it was an absolute blast. And it was moderated by... Uh, our guest right now has been on the show before, and that's our friend John Daigle, who works for BetSperts and 4 for 4 on Twitter, at NotJDaigle, Daigle spelled D-A-I-G-L-E. And I sent John a DM after the uh, the live stream, and I said to him, and this is the truth, and take this for what it's worth, not that I'm like the be-all, end-all of like sports hosting, but I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> I think John's a stud, man, like a stud talker, like move that. I was like sitting there, I was like, this guy's like awesome. Yeah, he was very good, so I wanted to get him on the show to talk week one betting, do a little fantasy football as well. So John joins us here on a wonderful football Wednesday. John, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? You phrase it as such. I phrase it as, I got the draft with the legend Nick Costas himself. And it was a lot of fun. Actually, within only 8, 10 hours, that video is already over 1,000 views. Um, 14 team mock drafts are in play. That's what people want to see as everyone tries to stuff their home fantasy league with as many of their friends as possible. So it was just a fun night between us and other friends. John, the way Nick explained it to me, too, was that he had a lot of players that he was targeting. You know, he does a bunch of other leagues and and probably with people that aren't necessarily as smart as the people that you were, um, you know, kind of had, the, had in the league last night. And so he would have a player in mind and, you know, that player would end up being off the board like before he would have picked him. So it seems like there's at least kind of like a group of players, skill position guys, maybe because of injury, maybe just like these are sharp fantasy players where there are a, a couple players that just like the sharp fantasy community last night drafting where you were like, Oh, that guy went really early. That's interesting. Or there was a discussion about a player who went really early that a couple other people maybe were thinking about taking just for like the casual fantasy person who's not in on that stuff. That's why I actually love doing those live mock drafts or as we did drafts with skin in the game, because even mm. when you make mistakes, you can let people know that, to do as I say, not as I do. You can see the mistakes live on video. And that's what happened even to me, for example. Like, I went out of my way to draft Deshaun Watson, who I have in the same tier personally as Trevor Lawrence. This is a one-quarterback, deeper league, as I mentioned earlier. And Deshaun Watson, at least we know, yes, I understand. When he came back, he was very bad over the last month and a half in this a career down rate, a career low in fantasy points per game, 14.3 per game, which was actually the first time in his entire career he's averaged less than 20. But also, as we know, eighth among all quarterbacks with six carries per game because that high rushing floor gets you there. And then also we saw, for whatever it's worth, in the first preseason start, Deshaun Watson had three carries and only five dropbacks. So we think that carry those carries and that rushing usage, at least, carries over into the regular season, no pun intended. And so I still think you should be right there as your QB eight or nine, and he's getting pushed down the board for recency bias. As I told Nick, 
as I've told everyone along the way, uh, he is the player I am most confident in that I also hope fails by week two. Like, I hope he's the worst player ever. But <laughs> it seems like a very obvious situation, at least on the field, where he bounces back for fantasy. And it's little little nooks and crannies like that throughout drafts, especially when you're doing it live, that you can see differentiate. For even, for instance, last night, Alan Wright, professional better, one of our good friends, uh, was in the draft from the 104, and he went four running back to start. And that seems a little bit crazy, especially in a 14-team league. But what happens at the front of drafts for anyone out there drafting is that especially when it comes down to all the new red flags we have around Josh Jacobs may be getting integrated slowly since he hasn't reported to camp yet, Jonathan Taylor and wherever he goes and if he's healthy and if he's in, even in a committee beyond that, we lost Brees Hall's ceiling in my opinion due to Dalvin Cook signing. We lost Ramondre Stevenson's ceiling due to Ezekiel Elliott signing. So that next tier running backs just got a little worse over the last couple of weeks. And what happens then is that if you corner the market, if you tell all your other league mates, 13 others in this case, that I'm going to take these running backs, it then forces their hand. They either have to reach the next tier because they know it's coming, or they have to wait longer and basically piece together starters that might not even have like five points week one. But we have no choice because that's what Allen did. So I think a lot of examples like that just give players in different slots reasons to draft differently and uniquely and just shows them how to approach drafts. Better. You've been here with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking the National Football League fantasy and betting with John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. John on Twitter at NotJDaigle. And for people that want to check out this live stream that John's referring to, a 14-team draft on Tuesday night that like we actually had skin Fine. in the game, check out 4 for 4's um, Twitter. And uh, the link there is to the YouTube. And I, I joined it. I was there for about 70% of it. It was a lot of fun on Tuesday night. Uh, John, we'll turn our attention to week one NFL betting. We'll get some of your takes on sides and totals in a moment here. But one more fantasy question, at least from me for you. And, like, we actually do have a piece of breaking news that I want to just say about Jonathan Taylor. Um, this was tweeted moments ago. The Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday of next week to find a suitable trade after they allowed him to kind of, like, pursue one. This is how it's going to end. No one's going to trade for him, and he'll be with the Colts this year. That's my spoiler alert for everybody. But so the fantasy question for John, just like for the people out there listening and watching that like don't follow this as closely, John, as you do, or even like as I do, give us like a spicy take or two with draft season like really about to like swing into full gear here, something that you really feel confident in that would be good for our listeners and viewers for their fantasy football drafts. As T.S. Eliot once wrote about Jonathan Taylor, it will not end with a bang, but with a whimper. But for a spicy take, I think T.G. Hawkinson, and this is going to surprise people, is one of the easiest fadable players in all your drafts. He's being treated as a top 50 player in ADP as the third tight end off the board right now universally. High stakes leagues, home leagues, best ball leagues, doesn't matter. He's being drafted with a top 50 ADP. My issue is that he wasn't even a top 50 player when he joined the Vikings. Everyone cites the increased opportunity he had, but he was the same player. Not only did he average fewer points per game with the Vikings with that increased opportunity, he also wasn't a ceiling player. So he wasn't a top five tight end. He had one top five finish with the Vikings, and that's as many as he had with the Lions. And of course, the one with the Lions, we all remember the game before their bye week against the Patriots, Amon Raw, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift are all injured. They have no place to go as they're getting squashed by the Patriots defense, but to only give the ball to Hawkinson. So due to opportunity, he explodes. That was the only reason. And so I don't know where the narrative comes from. I don't know why he's being pushed up draft boards, the third tight end off the board. But honestly, in a top 60 ADP, one tight end league in your home league, I think he's just such an easily avoidable player. Another one, I think, is Travis Etienne. Because 
Etienne got the opportunity to be a pass catching back with the Jaguars last year. Whenever they started healthy scratching and just cut James Robinson altogether, Etienne made 12 starts the rest of the year, and he ran the 11th most routes among all running backs. But even so, he eclipsed three targets in only one of those 12 games and reached a double-digit target share in one of those 12 games. And now we enter Tank Bigsby, a SEC running back, the the NFL of college football, who averaged a 15.5% target share as a bigger option with Auburn, again, in the SEC. I have a lot of respect for Bigsby as an explosive big back. And they kept Jermichael Hasty, who's been playing on conversion downs this preseason. So I honestly think it looks like a committee. And so maybe you can get Travis Etienne at value, like if he drops to like RB20, but the fact is he doesn't. He always goes to RB12 or 13, and you're just not getting literally any amount of value on that option. So that is a reason not only to fade Etienne, but to also look into... Miles Sanders playing with a rookie quarterback. Damian Pierce playing with a rookie rushing quarterback. Aaron Jones, who's played 32 games the last two years, and he scored a touchdown in 21 of those, and that's the only time that he's been an RB1. Otherwise, he hasn't finished any higher than RB16. So basically what you're saying is, unless you get touchdowns, you are not an RB1. And that's not the kind of player we go out of our way for to draft in the fourth round. And so that tells us instead in rounds four through six, we should be drafting wide receivers. We're just playing the game and understanding range of outcomes and wide receivers over that tier of running backs instead gives us the higher ceiling and gives us a better chance to win our leagues. And so that's the big picture view of how we should be approaching drafts. I don't know if I just answered your question in that rant or not, but I just ranted for you about fantasy football. <laughs> no, I think, it was, I think it was really good. No uh, idea. Might only have time, might only have time for one more, John, but like some really good fantasy stuff. There's stuff, honestly, that we don't normally get on the show and kind of like, again, further demonstrates the intersection between betting and fantasy and i think the last question will also do the same thing in the first hour of the show we spent a lot of time on offensive rookie of the year we can do week one we got like three weeks to week one maybe i'll be back on again to do week one but we were talking about Bijan, jameer gibbs the quarterbacks the receivers with big upside that are long prices we only have like a minute left for this do you have like kind of a hot take on a a member of the rookie class maybe if it's one of the receivers gibbs over Bijan, anything like that that would help us bet offensive rookie of the year again in about a minute I do love Gibbs. Uh, My favorite rookie for redraft leagues is Jaden Reed, who I love when college players outperform other NFL draft picks. And as an 18-year-old at Western Michigan, Jaden Reed actually had five more touchdowns than D. Eskridge, who went in day two to Seattle a couple years ago. Love Jaden Reed slot receiver for the Packers. Um, Beyond that, yes, Jameer Gibbs, we think there's enough opportunity there. The Lions missing all of their carries, literally all of them from last year inside the five-yard line. Maybe that goes to Dave Montgomery. Maybe it goes to Jameer Gibbs. So I also like Gibbs there as well. And to round this out, since we have another 20 seconds, you asked me about week one bets at the top of the segment. I do like the Browns to cover. I think right now they're getting plus two and a half uh, over the Bengals because – Again, the recency bias for Deshaun Watson, maybe everyone's right. Maybe he's just bad as he was last year. But I honestly don't think that's the case, and I want to bet on a bounce back beginning in week one. Also, we may have Joe Burrow's calf carryover injury. So Browns plus the points in week one. Yeah, that line's kind of hovering at points below three. About plus one right now would bet MGM, but I mean, the expectation is it's going to close probably two and a half once Joe Burrow's announced back starting in that game. John, this was awesome. 
Jaden Reed, 50 to one, by the way. I have him. We'll talk about him later when we continue Offensive Rookie of the Year. Great job by John Daigle. Check him out on Twitter at NotJDaigle. Check out BetSports. Check out 4 for 4. And again, if you want to check out the live stream of the Fantasy Draft, check out John's Twitter. Check out the 4 for 4 Twitter. They have a link up uh, to YouTube to watch the 14-team live draft. Not a mock. Uh, $250 buy-in that we did on Tuesday night. Uh, John, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the last remaining bits of summer here, my friend, and we will talk to you soon here. talking National Football League on You Better You Bet. Won't enjoy that in Chicago since it's so hot, but yes, let's enjoy it together. Oh, man, I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of really love the hot weather because it's not going to be hot for that much like longer. It's like 90, 100 degrees. That's, that's like your yeah. jam. You say that all the time. I want to bathe. I want to bathe in the heat. I want to bathe in the I'm going to melt. Uh, hour number three, Lockmas meets eight buckets, and we will finish NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday on the BetQL Network.